Ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition, I'm your host, Silver Spoon. Joined, as always, by the man who's having one hell of a summer, it's Captain Tibbs. You know, Sil, sometimes you just don't want it to end. That's right, Tibbs, but you know what? One thing I thought I needed to end was that horrific beatdown that Blake Tanner and his associate, Ghazi, put on the Dylan last week. I mean, it was absolutely horrendous tips. I mean, the most shocking moment, Ghazi pulling up Dylan by the neck using a steel chain and then Blake Tanner hitting that vicious stomp, the Blake out, straight into a steel chair. And because of that, our captain's champion is not here tonight. He has not been medically cleared to even appear on the damn show. Yeah, so I thought it best to keep him as far away while he was recovering and I says we can't risk another vicious attack like that. We can't risk Gazi coming out being uh, controlled by Blake Tanner at this point, being directed by him to just beat up our champion selves. That's right. I mean, let's not forget what happened back at Summerfest. Uh, Gazi took on the former JWF champion, Scotty Moore. People thought this might just be a, a fun match for Scotty. Get a little shine on him. And Gazi ended up breaking the man's damn arm. We don't know when he's going to be returning. Not at all, Sills. He's uh, at this point running roughshod through some of the higher echelons of the JWF. We don't know where he's going to stop. And we don't know what lengths he is willing to go to. That's right. But as you can see in our ring right now, opening the show is Blake Tanner, because everybody's been asking, what, what's this mastermind? What's the mastermind Blake Tanner thinking, causing Gazi to cause so much chaos? But he's here tonight, and I think he's got some answers. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, what you saw last week was what I like to call violent retribution for every bit of shit I had to deal with in 2020. I've been sitting back here and I've been thinking and thinking and thinking for months because I haven't been put on the damn show. And I finally realized that every problem in 2020, all of my losses, all of my pain, the heartache, the failure, it's all thanks to two men. Scotty Moore and the Dylan. It was back at the Regal Rumble, in the biggest match of my career, when I fought Momoa Curry for the JWF Championship. And after that match, what did my best friend, Scotty Moore, decide to do? He came out and he just tried to steal my thunder. He tried to take everything away from me when he attempted to cash in his briefcase and become champion. In my darkest moment, Scotty Moore tried to outshadow me. (laughs) And we all saw how that turned out for him, didn't we? So now we move on to the Dylan. The man that crushed my skull between his boot and a ring post. A man that relentlessly did everything he could to destroy me inside that ring months ago. A man that tried to put me on the shelf for good. And ever since that match, ever since expiration date, I've lacked focus. I've lacked direction. And I've lost 
every single match that I had. But now, my focus has returned. And I am ready to get back to the good old Blake Tanner that you all knew so well. The man that would come out here every week, kick his opponent's ass, and win titles back. And really, I have to thank Gazi for giving me that focus back, because as long as men like Scotty Moore and the Dylan took a single breath in my arena, I just couldn't focus. My rage kept blinding me. But now, that rage has a conduit. That rage has purpose, and Gauzy is that purpose. To fulfill my divine prophecy, I'm going to have to dance with the devil, and that devil is the man next to me. And when I'm finished dancing with him, you'll be calling me your new JWF Captain's Champion. Well, Tib, strong words there from Blake Tanner, and I gotta say, he is right. He has not had exactly a banner year in this company, and you could say it all started back at the Regal Rumble. When he lost that match against Momoa Curry, Scotty Moore, of course, attempted to cash in, or you could say it started a month later when the Dylan, like Blake said, crushed his head in between the ring post and his boot. Ever since then, we've seen this change in personality from Blake Tanner, but I gotta say, in the JWF, wins and losses, they do matter, but there's only one person you can blame for a loss, in my opinion, and that's yourself. Well, that's right, so in the, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how hard you can try against an opponent. If you lose, you lose. And that reminds me, Sills, did we ever get a psychiatric evaluation back on Blake Tanner? Because I think that's long overdue. Uh, we did not, unfortunately, Tibbs. But speaking of some men who have been sitting with a loss, why don't we talk about last week, the second in the best of seven series between Hollywood Hulcher and Danny Roanoke. We know Hulcher had a lot of ego going into that match. We know Hulcher, of course, defeating Roanoke at Summerfest. And he thought it might have been an easy deal, a, a sealed deal, you could say, to defeat Roanoke. But, of course, the end of that match resulted in Danny hitting that vicious black mirror maneuver and getting the victory. And you know Hulcher can't be feeling good about it. No, Sills. Hulcher had all the momentum going into this best of seven series with one win. Now Danny Roanoke is taking it back. We're officially tied. And honestly, Sills, this next win, it is going to be big for either of these men. That's right, and of course we know Roanoke said every match is going to have a different stipulation. We've seen our normal type of match. We've seen a falls count anywhere, but we have sent one of our top interviewers backstage to hear from Danny Roanoke, his reaction to his victory last week, and what's in the future. So let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Dad the Dad McDonald backstage here with the man who is now 1-1 against Hollywood Hulter in their best of seven series, the man known as Danny Roanoke. Now, Danny, how does it feel to be officially tied with Hollywood after your match last week? Oh, Hulcher. Did you really think it was going to be that easy? Did you really think that your brutalistic animalian assaults would work on me just as they did at Summerfest? No. No, no, no. You see, 
with every single match I walk into, Holzer, I learn something new. Something new about my opponent and how they operate. And in just two matches, I've learned so much about you, Hollywood. I've learned that when you step into the ring with someone you know can't be beaten, you absolutely reek of desperation. You pull out everything in your arsenal. Lay all your cards out onto the table and you keep no secrets. Unfortunately for you, that means I now know everything that I'm in store for in the next six weeks, Holcher. But you don't. You don't know what Danny Roanoke has prepared for you. You don't know what moves I have in my arsenal, of which there are many. And next week, I'm going to rip your cards off the table and throw them in your face. And then throw you through that very table, because next week, the third match in the best of seven is a tables match. Well, Tim's triumphant news there from Danny Roanoke. We're going to see a tables match next week. And I got to ask you, who do you think that match type benefits? I mean, Roanoke, he's got a long history of this company, but we also know Hollywood Hulcher, no stranger to being able to spear a man through a table. Not at all, so in some ways this may actually benefit Hulcher, but... If Roanoke is the man picking the stipulation, you know he's got to have something in his pocket. Something, there's always a reason, a method to his madness, some will say. He's not doing this without purpose. That is right, Tibbs. But before we get to that match, we got to get through this match. As we see, a number one contender decided for our JWF Tag Team Championships as the War Wizards take on the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys. The War Wizards actually foregoing their rematch clause, offering this match to the Southern Boys almost to, to prove themselves. But Tibbs, let me tell you something. I think the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys, they may have bit off more than they could chew. That's right, Sills, the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys. They haven't gotten themselves in a match in a while. One-on-one, uh, -on -one, mono -e mono tag team -e tag team as we say in the business. And I don't know if they're gonna be they're gonna be ready for someone who has gone through the rigors that the War Wizards have this year. That is right, Tibbs, and you could hear that bell go and ring, and the War Wizards starting off the match, and ooh, just taking control of the beer man himself, Sam Adams, tossing him across the ring, and ooh, laying in those body shots in the corner, Tibbs, the War Wizard taking no time looking for a victory right here. Absolutely, Sills. That's what he needed to start. Starting with some big offense like that, keeping his opponent down, not giving him a chance to tag or anything. It looks like the War Wizards might have this in the bag. That's right. They certainly aren't paid by the hour as he grabs Sam once again and, oh my God, tosses him across the ring with a massive belly-to-belly. -belly. But no, 
Look at this Houston Longhorn. The tag team partner of Sam Adams jumping in the ring attack. And the War Wizard ain't even had a tag happen. But ooh, Jeremis comes in making the save with that beautiful running knee strike. And then a massive lung blower just taking out Sam Adams. And look at this. The Wild-Eyed Southern Boys are down. The War Wizards are standing tall. And like I said, I think the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys are about to be finished off quite quick. Absolutely, Sills. You see that? You try to jump into the ring. When you haven't been tagged, you open yourself up to a whole mess of arms, just like the Wild Eyed Southern Boys found out. That's right, and you can see Houston rolling to the outside as the War Wizard picks up Sam Adams, preparing to take him out with that vicious move of Vada Kada. Uh, Sills. Tibbs. Oh, I know a couple of weeks ago you said you you gave AJ Steele the opportunity to present his Wrestle Wars show on the air, but I didn't know you gave him a contract that said he could do it mid-damn match. Well, you know what, Sills? Neither did I. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wrestle Wars. I'm your host, AJ Steele, and folks, I gotta say, there is a tear in this old American eye today. There's a tear in my eye because A.J. Steele knows that true patriotism still exists here in the JWF. While, while these sycophants like Captain Tibbs and Silver Spoon think the world's all happy-go-lucky, anybody can be a champion, these men think that championship gold belongs around the waist to someone who deserves it, someone who represents the good, hard-working American ideals that these championships were made for. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why I gotta salute the wild-eyed Southern boys for heading down to that ring right now and making a stand against them damn war wizards. These men are a couple of menaces who just want to expose our children to the sinful ways of magic, wizardry. You, you, you see, folks, that's what the war wizards want to do. They want to come out to that ring, act like everything's happy. Oh, look at me, I'm the war wizard. And then, boom, your children are doing blood sacrifices in the backyard. I just want to end this with a question. Is that the kind of future you want here in the JWF? Just something to think about. See you next time for Wrestle Wolves. Uh, well, Tibbs, it looks like AJ Steele has made his prediction for this match. But you can see the War Wizard just fuming, staring up at the Tron. That would be two. That didn't even make any sense. All right, but War Wizard turns back, but oh, walks into a sobriety test from Adams, going down for the count. You can see Houston dragging Jeremus out of the ring. One, two. Three, and just like that, with I will say more than an assistance from AJ Steele, the Wild Eyed Southern Boys just stole that damn number one contendership away from the War Wizards. This is ridiculous. I would have to say so, Sylvie. If you need a, 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 you need a damn conspiracy theory talk show to give you the win, do you really deserve it? Well, I don't know if deserving it matters. They are still going to be going on to JWF Hangover to face off against our tag team champions. Some men I know you know all too well, Phobosan and the Hammerman. Two men who, Tibbs, let's be honest, have impressed 
ever since they became a unit here in the JWF. Ooh, you know your stuff, Sills. The, the Hammerman and FOMO on. they look like they could be an unbeatable team as time goes on. And honestly, I don't think they'll have any problem against the Wild-Eyed Southern boys. That's right, but you also got to remember they've been prepping for a match against the War Wizards. This is a big shakeup at the last minute. You got to think this is throwing them off their game. And I'm actually being told right now one of our top interviewers have gone backstage with the Rising Suns to hear their response to this development. Let's have a listen. Hello everybody, Honeypot Mix, special little lemon drop here. With the men who are officially slated to defend their titles against the wild-eyed Southern boys at Hangover. The JWF champions, the Rising Suns. Now boys, I'm sure you were expecting a match with the War Wizards, so how does this change-up affect your preparation for the match? Well, I must say it is uh, quite an interesting development. You see, battling the war wizards and battling these wild-eyed southern boys are entirely two different beasts. The war wizards are a perfect mixture of might and speed. The, the old saying, if the right one don't get ya, the left one will, is indicative of their entire style. If Jeremy's speed won't take you down, then the war wizard will. Meanwhile, the wild-eyed southern boys are nothing but uh, beat-down artists. They describe their matches less as wrestling and more as a bar brawl. And I know my brother here, the Hammerman, knows a lot more about the southern boy style than I do. Uh, yes, that is an excellent point. Hammerman, we all know you and the southern boys have a history dating back to last year at the Tibby Awards when the southern boys assaulted your brothers in the VWO. Yes, the story of the wild-eyed southern boys and the VWO is long and historical on what was supposed to be the proudest night of my family's collective career. The wild-eyed southern boys embarrassed us and beat us down. But if there's one thing the Cloud Clan has learned, if there's one thing our father told us time and time again, it's to be patient for our moment. Be patient, because eventually our time will come and... You know something, I'm looking down at my watch, and would you look at that nearly one year later, and our damn time has come. So at JWF Hangover, we might have been prepared to take on the War Wizards, but we are salivating to take out the wild-eyed southern boys. This is nine months of rage that you got boiled up inside one pissed-off hammer man, and at Hangover... We're going to show the wild-eyed southern boys why when you mess with the VWO, you get the hammer brought down on your head. Yes! Yes! Hammer man! Get the hammers! Bring them down! Ah! The best promos of his career, son. Tibbs would like to remind you that we are supposed to remain as uh, impartial uh, viewers of this. We're not supposed to really show any bias. Impartial my ass!
All right, Tibbs, but it looks like we now have our second match made for JWF Hangover. We are going to see the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys take on the Rising Suns, but let's talk about that big match, that one you announced two weeks ago, a fatal four-way match, as your son, Chuck Tibbs, is forced to defend his title against not just Guy Fieri, not just the king of the Steel City Griffin Clouds, and Momoa Curry. He, he's going against all of them. That's right, Sills. I thought it was a little bit of time. Chuck, he's been... He's been riding a rough road, and he's been curtailing a thin line. So I thought, why not put him in the ring with three of the best that we have out here? Our king of the Steel City, a former king of the Steel City, and of course the god of the JWF himself to test his mettle. That's right, and let's not forget Momoa Curry, the only one of those men to have a pinfall victory over Chuck. And this ain't exactly digging far back in the history to find it. It was back at Summerfest that those two fought. Momoa said he merely wanted Chuck to prove himself. He wanted to see how much of a fighter that fighting champion was, and unfortunately Chuck couldn't get it done. And I'll be honest, Chuck pulled out everything in his arsenal, and yet Momoa still came out victorious. He did, Sills. Chuck did try to pull everything out, but he didn't do it in a smart way. He didn't do it in a way that, honestly, I would say a JWF champion should, which is why he needs to get put through the ringer and decide for himself if he's going to be a fighting champion or not. That is right, Tibbs. And if there's one man who knows what it is to fight with that title, to fight with everything you've got it's our jw it's our former jwf champion pardon me momoa curry who is in our ring tonight and he says he has a historic announcement to make about this fatal four-way let's hear what he has to say so in three weeks september 27th i will be stepping into this ring and between these ropes to fight for the jwf world heavyweight championship I'm going to face off against Griffin Clouds, a man who I've seen for years rise and grow into the man he is today, a man that's always believed in family above all else, and a man that I think is ready to become the JWF champion. I'm also facing off against Guy Fieri, a man that is ruthless and aggressive, a man that forced me to watch as he threw my daughter through a car window, and unfortunately, a man that's entirely capable of becoming JWF champion. And finally, I'm facing Chuck Tibbs, the JWF champion himself, a man that when backed into a corner refuses to remember the teachings of his father, the teachings of the god of the JWF, a man that does not deserve to be called JWF champion. And you see, those three men want to hold that JWF championship, and that's what sets us apart. Because this year has shown me that I'm on my proverbial last legs here in the JWF. I've done just about everything there is to do in this company, and I'm... I'm reaching a point in my career where I'm looking at that hook on the wall and wondering if I need to put my boots up there. And while those men want to have that title, I 
need to have that title around my waist. I need the JWF Championship back in my grasp so I can prove to everyone that Momoa Curry deserves to be here. Look, we all know the stories of the wrestlers who start to outstay their welcome. The wrestlers that are so enamored with the limelight that they force themselves onto shows that they have no right being on. And I refuse to become that type of performer. I refuse to continuously stay on this show if I don't deserve to be here. I refuse to continuously force myself onto this show when there are numerous other talents that deserve my spot. Which is why, Hangover, I either take the JWF Championship or I never challenge for another title in this company again. And believe me, I know the three men I'm facing in that match are salivating at this announcement. They're all looking at me like the old dog that they're all wanting to take behind the shed and shoot in the face. They stare at me in the back and call me a legend. They call me the god of the JWF and they also say that I don't belong here anymore. Well, at Hangover, I'm going to take those three men and I'm going to show them exactly who Momoa Curry is. I'm going to relentlessly and religiously assault each of them with the exact same energy I had when I debuted for this company so many years ago. And I'm going to show them that Momoa Curry belongs in the JWF and he belongs with the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. Well, Tibbs, a, a big announcement there from Mamoa Curry. And, and I'll be honest, he's the longest reigning JWF champion of all time. And to hear that, that he's never going to challenge for that title ever again, if, if he loses, it's it's a lot. Sills, I never thought that this day would come, but here we are. Even Mamoa Curry looks like he's at the end of his rope. And I don't know what's going to happen if he loses. That is right, Tibbs. I mean, Momoa Curry, he has been a constant in this company throughout his entire career. And it looks like he's he's trying to find some way to feel like he belongs. And that JWF championship is the answer. I mean, let's be honest. Last year, Momoa held it from Wrestlepalooza to Wrestlepalooza. The man held it an entire damn year. And during that year, he, he looked more reinvigorated than we've ever seen him. Absolutely, Sills. It looks like he, he was young again it looked like back in the old days when he he first started charging through the JWF locker room but looks like a few losses his feud with his brother I don't know Sills it, it looks like it's finally taken its toll and looks like he could only bring that out in short spurts well here's hoping he can bring it out at JWF Hangover, And speaking of, before we can get to that, we got to get through our next episode of JWF Ignition Tips where we are going to see Danny Roanoke take on Hollywood Hulcher, their third match in the best of seven in a tables match. In addition, we are going to see the VWO return to action. We know Griffin Clouds has been competing in, in the singles realm for a while, but they are returning to action to take on the wild-eyed Southern boys. I guess give them a little preview of what's to come at Hangover. And in addition... I'm actually hearing that we are, uh, unfortunately, Tibbs, I I'm hearing that next week 
our spot that was going to be reserved for Wrestle Wars has been bought out. And instead, we are going to see the first ever episode of Wizard Wars hosted by the War Wizard himself. And tips, let me tell you something, that sounds like a, a, a can't miss listen, a can't miss kind of show. You know what, Sills? Maybe I can sell all my spots to Wizard Wars. I haven't even heard it yet, but I know it's better. That is right, Dibs. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, remember to support the JWF. Support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash a load of BS gets you access to all types of goodies from the BS Network, from our sister show, Fight Boys. And then, of course, you can find old episodes of JWF War on there at Patreon.com slash a load of BS. You always give it a check out, Sills. I mean, you can listen to our backlog. You can listen to some special episodes. It's always worth it. That is right. And in addition to that, ladies and gentlemen, you can pick up merch for your favorite JWF superstars, the VWO, Chuck Tibbs. They've even Captain Tibbs has merchandise available at merch.loadedpurebs.com, and it is some of the nicest designs I've ever seen, Tibbs. I'll tell you, Sills. You're always going to want to put my face on something. It's just too good to look at. So why don't you buy a poster with it? That's right, Tibbs. But until next time, he's been Captain Tibbs. I've been Silver Spoon. And this has been JWF Monday Night Ignition. And we will see you next time.